0: Hi everybody, Tom here. You're about to hear our weekly podcast, The Real Reading Podcast, where we discuss at at uh, length the issue of Banksy and whether he had or had not painted the mural on the side of Reading Prison. Uh, at the time of recording, we did not know whether it was a, an official Banksy or not. Um, almost as soon as we finished recording, we discovered and it was announced that it was an official Banksy. Um, you know it happens Uh, what follows is the podcast that we recorded originally but just please be aware we do know it is a real Banksy see you soon
1: you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast
0: hello
2: Hello.
0: i'm Hugh Fort.
2: i'm rachel nemeth
0: and i'm tom canning and welcome to the intercity episode (laughs) thanks rachel
2: just you to get a train reference in there
0: that's right 125 episode 125 of the real reading podcast you can like us on twitter at real reading pod podcast group to join us on facebook Uh, many people have Um, what is there to talk about this week? Anyone? Um, Rach? should I have a little rummage about?
2: See if I can find anything?
0: There's stuff over there. Could you have a look under there?
2: Let me look through these papers. No, I've got nothing. Uh, Anything? No. No, sorry.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Banksy.
2: Oh, yeah, Banksy. It's all about Banksy this
3: week.
0: Or or is it Banksy? Hugh, any update?
3: Um, no, 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 I don't think so. I, okay. I'm i off today, but I did have a look on Instagram earlier on oh. and he still hasn't confirmed it, the reclusive <laughs> Bristolian yeah. artist, as we must revert to him. Um,
0: Excuse uh, me a second, I must ask my father just to uh, turn his phone off. Father, <laughs> please could you turn your phone down? Thank you. Uh, We'll discuss this in a moment. (laughs) The the Um, magic of live audio. (laughs) Um, The trouble, of course, with a rolling live news story, such as Banksy, is that by the time this podcast goes out on Friday, he may have confirmed it was him. Or he may not. We don't know.
3: He has not yet.
0: I've just looked. Uh, As of 14.15 on Thursday.
2: If he confirms that it's him as renowned Bristolian artist, he is then confirming that he has broken lockdown mm. rules to come here and paint oh. a said picture. That's the problem. Oh. oh, yeah. I
3: hadn't thought of that. Oh, yes. Why hadn't I thought of that?
2: I didn't think of it either. My husband it, it, did. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't claim that. <laughs> so yeah. he may remain anonymous, For fear of getting
0: uh, a fine. Yeah. Well, if anybody can find him, he is reclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where where would you send the fine? Bristol. Yeah.
2: Dear Banksy, Bristol. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Of course, there were some other headlines this week, uh, including a Reading Festival. Should we say what? Flying the ointment? Something
2: slight reversing on uh... yes.
0: <laughs> sort of a, 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 a
3: note of caution time. i'd say
0: Perhaps. ah fair enough a note of caution and um another town centre hotel possibly um we'll come to the town centre hotel i have questions many questions um before all that though i wanted to draw your attention to uh for a third week in a row mr tim dunn host of the tv show the architecture the railways built and owner of the excellent twitter account at mr tim dunn has yet again provided another piece of entertainment for our real reading podcast uh listeners and us um i think this was last february the 25th in fact this was almost this was almost seven whole days ago um Hugh and I have discussed this at length. We've had a phone call, um, but basically, he posted a picture of a house in Reading uh, that is for sale on Rightmove for the princely sum of 1.25 million. And he said in his tweet, "I regret to inform you that a crime has been committed just south of the town centre. This house uh, is is big. Um, it's on Devonshire Park, and it's it's kind of like it's a little bit sort of almost is it Greek? Is that the style?" It's, it's got these this this giant sort of, I want to call it an awning, with with two, awning. Two, <laughs> two pillars, two giant pillars. It's over two floors. It's absolutely, it's a huge house. Double garage, as you'd expect for 1.25 million. I mean, 1.25 million, I want three garages, but, you know. Hey, I'm on right um, now,
2: right now, looking for it. I want to see the floor plans and the decor.
0: So what I don't want to do here is I don't, you know, we all have our own styles and tastes and stuff, and I don't want to be completely tactless and 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 go go down the road of of you know, because someone's probably put a lot of effort into this house. But I, as as Hugh as Hugh knows now, I went for a drive the other night, and I went to Devonshire Park to have a little look around, and it is the strangest road I think I've ever. There were three of these, almost. They feel like. Just looking, they look exactly the same. Three of these houses on this sort of loop. It's Devonshire Park is a loop. It's just off the Shinfield Road near uh, Reading Bedding. Don't do the jingle. Crescentingham um, Road off Shinfield Road. That's the one. The very same. Um, Where we be heading. <laughs> it's, uh, <yeah. laughs> um, it's really weird. There's there's like sort of this five styles of house on the street, and it's almost like a, a, a film, like a movie lot, as the Americans would say. Um it it's you know, you know, they have those um if you've ever done any of the I think the Universal Studios tour and you go around like the house sort of set where there's just house fronts, it was a bit like that. And it's it's just really weird. It was a really It does strange... look
2: American, doesn't it, this yeah. particular house. It's and a bit like, like the White House, those kind of columns
3: yeah, it's and it's a bit Vegasy, I think, as well. Not that I've yes. ever been there, but I imagine that there's things which look like that in Las Vegas
0: it's yeah it's just it's just very strange so we were hugh i know you were looking into this a little bit have you got anywhere have you got yeah any? i
3: found out a little bit about it um i've been mainly bankseeing this week so i haven't had a yeah. lot of time to look into this um but yes according to one of my contacts um a man called john friend. bays i asked right. our friend of the show councillor ashley pierce um whose area it is if he knew anything about it and he um put some feelers out <clears throat> and i've had Um, Some information back from a man called John
0: Bays. Yeah.
3: Who says Devonshire Park was built 30 to 35 years ago. Wow. And the land used to be owned by Leighton Park School. Okay. Um, They used to take their uh, son, who's now 29, around Devonshire Park to get him to go to sleep when he was a baby. Not (laughs) not, not now, age 29. Which, funnily enough, is what
0: I was doing last week when I went
3: there. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people who worked there worked for, for, for Hewlett-Packard, um, right. Compaq and Hewlett-Packard. Um, I don't know if there's any kind of deal, but they, they, they it's nearby, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what they say. And Ashley, <laughs> Ashley also says that he, uh, he taught cycling proficiency at White, White Knights <laughs> Primary School with the local postman who, uh, went on Devonshire Park. And one day, many years ago, I think this was, he couldn't deliver any poster because they found a cannabis factory in one of the houses down there and the road has been called off by the police. So I don't know what you should make of that, but that's the information I've been, um, (laughs) I've been sent on this. Um, I think we did find a story. I found a story actually about the cannabis factory found there, but it's quite a, um, for Reading, it's quite posh. The house is very bit quite big and expensive looking. somebody i have yet to, to check this out but it's very close to the border with wokingham and i found planning applications for the actual houses so for work to be done on the houses on the reading borough website but couldn't find any information about when it was built and somebody suggested to me that part of it might be in wokingham and that might be um where the entrance is and that's why we couldn't find any information in Uh, on the reading side of it i've yet to look at this to see if see if there are anything but it also could be the case it was built 35 years ago that the applications are too old to be online so so um so yes um in south reading near reading bedding um and yeah the houses there aren't too many
0: no houses
3: at that price in reading if you go there's there and the warren is the other place um and it seems to be a sort of deliberately quite built, quite exclusive area around there. Um, someone, terrible. someone else did also voice that some of the houses are derelict there as well. Okay. No so I don't know how true that that is. But um.
0: it just it's, re- its just really odd and almost—and it feels almost completely like you'd walk in and go, where, mm, "What? Where am I?" It's just it, uh, anyway. Uh, well, just, I
2: just assumed looking at the frontage of it. On the the script that you sent out, I assume you're going to put a picture link with the podcast.
0: But
2: oh, yes. You sort of assume it would be quite, um, choose my words, flamboyant inside.
0: Which I think it is.
2: Well, it, well, I'm just looking again on Rightmove because I am a Rightmove addict, <laughs> even though I have no money with which to buy a house. <laughs> I still look at it quite regularly. Um, but it, I mean, it's immaculate inside. Yeah. It's got some quite jazzy curtains. I'll give it that, but other it's it's immaculate. It's really nice inside. If that's your kind of thing,
0: was it? Am I right in thinking there was a lot of marble?
2: Um, no. Okay. No, not even in the kitchen.
0: Oh well, fair enough. There's
2: only three properties in Reddington for that value at the moment: one point two five million. One is that, the one that we've talked about before up in Tilehurst, the old, is it Water Tower? Yes. um, And the other one is at the bottom of Castle Hill. um, Oh, yeah, that's been on the right hand side. It's large inside.
3: That's for about two two million, is
2: it? No, it's the 1.25. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's, from what I remember, we've done, I think we've done stuff on that before. Um, It's one of Reading's oldest houses, that one, I think if it's, it's the one I'm thinking inside. of it's been on the market for ages it's grade two listed I believe
2: uh oh I'm not sure anyway that, I'm going to put my phone down now because I just get sucked <laughs> into right move you know when you start looking at houses and you think okay well like realistically we could afford this much yeah. money because it's yeah. basically what our house is worth if we were to move yeah and then suddenly you just you think oh I'll just add 50 grand to that yeah. and see yeah. what and I might as well just add another fifth and suddenly yeah. I'm looking at like 600,000 pound yeah. houses going yeah maybe that would be quite suitable for us
0: actually yeah, yeah. Just I, just go, go,
3: I just go high, highest first Berkshire and then uh and then <laughs> see what what you can get for your money in Cook and Dean <laughs> <laughs> or Ascot 10 million pounds
2: oh my gosh
3: the most expensive I ever saw on right move was Uri Geller's old house which I think was on the market for 15 million pounds in sonic mm. i don't know what it sold for um but, that uh, one yeah.
2: was modeled on the white house wasn't it from what i remember
3: yeah possibly yeah it had um it had like energy giant energy crystals and
0: stuff like that here's jeremy with how you can get in touch with us
1: get in touch with the team email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Real Reading Pod, and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast.
0: Thanks, Jeremy. We will move straight into the headlines. It is, of course, headline number one is Banksy. Um, Hugh, how many stories have you written about Banksy this week?
3: Uh, At least 10. Is that not too many? Is that too many? No.
2: (laughs) Are you finding new things to say?
3: I'd written four by about 10 o'clock on Monday. Um, I'd had, I'd had pe- people who'd seen a strange man lurking nearby who they thought were Banksy. I had, obviously I'd had, there's a potential Banksy in Reading. Um, I'd had somebody who was a collector of Banksy's call up to say, this is definitely a Banksy. I'd had another artist say I studied Banksy's work and it has all the hallmarks of an original then I went to look at it myself, did a lovely Facebook Live, which was the highlight of which was my phone deciding to turning it off <laughs> towards the end of my <laughs> turn itself off towards the end of my report. <laughs> and uh, and then all the uh, issues that that caused. Um, and then uh, then we. Yes, we followed it and um, did a few more things on it, and I think the the, the count is ten. I'm sure there's another <laughs> story being prepared today, saying that he still hasn't confirmed it was him or not, um, which he does normally. But I don't know if lockdown is any, a factor. Strangely, Banksy has not released any statements or anything like that, being being the reclusive artist that he is. Um, but it's great to be of work. Have you have you have you gone and had a look?
0: Not yet. Yes, I have. I have.
3: I mean, don't it's park great. in the retail park. No, <laughs> hundred pound fines. Park somewhere else, Kings Road or somewhere like that where there's parking. Do not risk it because they
2: are uh, hot on that at the best of times. They tenants,
3: are hot on they. that. Yeah. There, yeah, that's my advice to all our, our listeners. Top tip: don't park um, illegally.
0: Hugh, <laughs> just uh, just for our listeners, I obviously know why there are ten stories on Banksy. Can you just explain to any listeners who might be wondering why there are ten stories on Banksy?
3: Because the situation was developing um as as we as the day progressed so one story was there's a potential banksy two stories are i saw someone i thought was banksy three stories are i'm a collector who's an expert in Banksy's, it's a banksy four stories are i'm an artist who, who has studied banksy it's a banksy um
2: but why is it such a big deal that it could be a banksy yeah
3: Because he's well, he's a world famous artist. Um, He doesn't choose places at random. Um, He's very thoughtful and he's very well known for using his painting to make political statements. And it's also to give it a very excellent local angle. It's it, it has been suggested that this is Banksy pledging his support to the campaign. To turn Reading Prison into a an art centre. Um, so... so, do
2: you think it has implications now? Then, for having that on the wall, it are there now certain restrictions of what could and couldn't be done with said wall? With you know, if when people somebody does develop it, regardless of what it becomes. No, it you'd protected? imagine that
3: you'd imagine that anyone. At the Ministry of Justice, who suggested, "Had we better clean this off? This is illegal graffiti. Illegal graffiti, and we're the Ministry of Justice." There might be some tricky conversations going on there about how how the Ministry of Justice should behave with regards to what is essentially illegal graffiti. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the, it's grade two listed, the prison. So in terms of redevelopment, there are there are going to be many many rules. Or what can I can't be done with the building itself, anyway? It's that
2: wall around the outside, isn't it? Outside, no, isn't it? but
3: if it's an original Banksy, and even if it's not, it's something very close to an original Banksy. Someone very talented has um, has done the work, and um, it you know the MP, the council's welcomed it. The MP has welcomed it. The police said this amazing artwork has appeared on the um, on the prison walls. So for them to someone to say to, to to say a private company bought the prison and said, right, we're getting rid of the, um, getting rid of the Banksy mural. Um, there'd be a lot of controversy and outcry. wouldn't there? if,
0: it's um, right. it's I'm, interesting.
3: I'm not sure of the legalities with a, you know, potentially if you bought, a, if you forked out for a house somewhere, which had a Banksy on it and you didn't like it, then you could a sell the Banksy as it's your property or B clean it off as is your right. I would assume,
0: it certainly won't be the first time, but just very, very recently, that that quite literally happened in Nottingham, in Nottinghamshire.
3: Yeah, on a
0: wall, and they just cut it out of the wall.
3: Yeah, that's the guy I spoke to. Ah, okay. He rung up, um, yeah. and he said two things. I'm, this, I'm a collector for um, collector of Banksies, and I know my stuff, and I'm sure it is. And also, I don't want to buy it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I think it's a bit. And nobody packed, asked me the length of it. <laughs> And where it is it's probably a bit much to be for it to yeah. be cut out and remove that wall might fall down if it.
0: Um, yes. if um, it... Just just well, just one last bit on Banksy. I've i found this comment that I was looking for, and it it's one of those that I I sincerely sincerely hope it is um, in jest. Uh, I'm not going to reveal the chap's name, but he he wrote on Facebook under one of the Banksy articles. I cannot believe that you can just turn up and put scaffolding up against a prison capital letters wall and no one bats an eyelid where were the prison guards There would have been outrage if a prisoner escaped down it <laughs> um and most of the responses are prison has been closed for years prison's shut uh yeah the prison's closed mate um and then he replies i know i agree with everyone the prison should be closed asap if this sort of thing can happen oh. shocking.
2: Oh, was he not having
0: bants then well i think so i, thought- I think so
2: I assumed he was trying to be I'm, funny.
0: I'm absolutely sure that... Um, this is totally cheap, is it? Because sure. I, I did make and a I point just...
3: of pointing out in <laughs> every single one of my ten stories that the like, prison has been closed for a, num- a number of years. And everyone, everyone in Reading knows it's closed as well. Yes. yes. Well, this not. always goes did... back to
2: our point, Hugh. Did they read the story?
3: No, but I would <sighs> say... They
2: comment.
3: I would stake my reputation on it that... Um, the, the fact read, that Reading Prison go. is empty and has been closed since thought, has been closed for a number of years is common knowledge in <laughs> Reading.
2: <laughs> what is a bit weird, <laughs> though, is that we you said, like described him as reclusive, renowned artist or whatever. Um, reclusive is the word that I'm picking up on, but to then go and put up some scaffolding in broad daylight <laughs> at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon isn't very secretive, is it? It's a bit no, odd. The-
3: yeah, the bloke who saw the bloke who said he saw a bloke he thought was Banksy said that he um he was wearing a mask and and he had his hood up.
2: Aren't we all at the moment?
3: Indeed, yeah. Well, the mask I don't know is to cover his face or to um to abide by COVID.
0: <laughs> uh, really. and also to not not inhale spray paint, I'd imagine.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is true. But the work I think the the actual painting was done overnight and the scaffolding went up on Sunday afternoon. Um and yeah, they, I think they did it by cover of darkness.
0: Um, so, so more than likely, someone at Reading Borough Council knows that this is either a Banksy or not a Banksy. Because he couldn't just put that up there. Well, Could it's he?
3: private land. It's owned by the Ministry of Justice. Um, okay. And it, it's not a functioning prison. So uh-huh. they have security guards and stuff like that there. But um, the you know the ministry of justice has probably got his hands full with other prisons so (laughs) for banksy just to rock up and do a painting overnight on an empty prison i would banksy phone up the moj and just ask them whether it was all right or not would they just do it on the grounds that he's banksy and he just turns up and does things on
0: i I don't know I i mean i don't know i don't know but um
2: I really hope it strengthens the case for a yes some sort of arts centre venue mm-hmm.
3: abbey quarter
2: What's, expansion.
3: What is interesting is um, I got a press release from Zupla, the canny PR folk at Zupla, leapt into action um, with, with some details about how much property prices rise if you've got a Banksy near you, and I can't remember the exact figures, Ooh. but the answer is massively. Um, how close is close? I That's don't know. Were, the were, so flats oh, over the road. It's the it they compared. they said it's a postcode area, but they compared the street where it was compared to the other streets in the same postcode area. And the one in Nottingham, it was something like fourteen hundred percent increase. The houses started selling for millions. Oh for
2: goodness sake.
3: Um so Barclay Homes, which is uh Building seven hundred odd houses across the road from there must have had a <laughs> have rubbing
2: had a, their hands together <laughs> a
3: virtual champagne yes. ceremony. Um, and uh, if you live in the Virto building as well, hundred yards away, which is already very expensive, you must be um, fairly happy with that too. Um,
0: Can I? I just, uh, in the interests of um, uh, just you know, getting every angle on this. Um, I need to just highlight the campaign by Friend of the Pod, Stir, their campaign to turn the Reading Jail into a Mega Spoons. <laughs> just uh just just, um yeah that i think that i believe that that campaign started at the weekend so um, i guess
2: if it all kicks off in the spoons because people have had too much cheap booze and then just throw them in one of the cells job done
3: i think the bloke who looks like the elderly thundercat who owns spoons mate could well have a um you could well have an eye on the princess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what an old lion. <laughs> yeah, old lion, yeah. <laughs> brilliant oh dear right Uh, let's move on very quickly because we're going to use up all of our time and rachel's got things to do um the breaks have been put on reading festival 2021 as reading borough council says nothing has been agreed um i should just say just in that previous banksy story when i said someone in reading borough council must know they may or may not i have no idea um, just in the, in the interest, of, I don't want anybody going to the council and just you know. But yes, so um, Reading Festival, we thought it was definitely happening. There's been a lot of, a lot of response to say this shouldn't be happening, and now the council says uh, actually we haven't decided. Um, Rach, a big Reading Fest fan, um, thought hey. Yeah, aren't, aren't you? You've been. I've only really been once. Used to live near it at the very did, well.
2: Yes, I did. Used to live near it. Yeah, it's a bit of a peculiar story, this one, isn't it? Because I, I read that they, uh, when the tickets went on sale, uh, they sold out within the yeah. day. So people, there's demand for it. Um, but to to sort of sell out your tickets before it's officially been agreed it can even go ahead and before you've got insurance in place, which is what the article also said, seems a bit premature and yeah. suggests that perhaps they need some...
0: I, I I, just I don't know it doesn't seem like a great idea but I'm no epidemiologist
3: I mean, it it's in August which is and it's six weeks after the final date um, the government has set for and it, that, that final date being everything returns to normal July the 12th I think it is Um, So six or possibly seven weeks after that, it would be the Reading Festival. So I can understand why the council is is not yet saying, yeah, go ahead, you know, because it's based on entirely hypothetical situations. It depends on, you know, all the stories I wrote, I've written about any event. I've been putting these lines in saying the government has stressed, you know, the restrictions will only be lifted in the event of, a number of factors the infection rate number of people have been vaccinated the current level of, of, of deaths um, at the time um, and so I can understand why the festival organizers were keen to push ahead because in their eyes our event is after the last date but then the, I can understand why the council is cautious because it's based you know if they were to say if they were to say yep you can have your license you can have your insurance and whatever and ever go ahead and then that situation to be not where it needs to be ahead of the festival it's an enormous amount of you know assumption on behalf of the council and um i know melvin ben who runs the um runs festival republic has come out and said you know we we are going to do everything we can to get it on but the council needs to be much more uh cautious and that and to say, yes, we're gonna welcome a hundred thousand people over a three day weekend from all over the country into Reading for this mm-hmm. event six weeks after the final deadline for um lifting restrictions at this stage in March, what are we five months away? Six months away pretty much is um would be a bit irresponsible if you're if In my view, and um, you know they'll be working on it, and they're keeping an eye on the situation. And the numbers are continuing to drop. The rates are very, very low compared to what they were in Reading, and but but they're still quite high in other places. You know, um, I did have them on my screen, and and now I I don't. But you know, the rate where I live is forty seven, but the the rate in Slough is still something like one hundred and forty. So, you know, someone there's a much higher risk of infection from someone coming from another place in Berkshire. So, um, for the council to say, yep, yeah, no problem, definitely going ahead. Um, at this stage would be quite not very bright, not very clever move on their, on their part of, in, in my view. Um, whereas the organisers will be working your way behind the scenes to, to try and make sure it's safe and make sure everything's all right. But, you know, you can't say at this stage, definitely, yes, Reading Festival will go ahead. You just can't say that. Um, and they can plan it and they can sell the tickets and, ho- and, you know, hopefully it will go ahead and give the town the boost it needs and everyone will be vaccinated. But the other, I guess the other factor with Reading Festival is the age of the people who go there. Um, there will be, for, what, what, what are the people you see, the large groups of people you see in Reading when the festival is on? They're not people of our age even, Are ancient age. Um, <laughs> they're people till 20, 20 years younger than us. So they're the very bottom bracket for the vaccine. So the vaccine has to go incredibly smoothly, which it is doing. It's been an enormous success and there's been huge amounts of people um, given it already, but that has to continue. And those people are the very bottom of the list to get it. And so... Like I say, again, if, you, um, if the council is to say, yes, it's definitely going to go ahead now at this point, and then it doesn't, then that's just egg on everyone's faces. So I think they're right in this case to be cautious about it. And, and we'll have to watch how the situation unfolds.
2: I was wondering, what well, I had a couple of questions about it. I don't know whether you can answer, Hugh, but from obviously last year's festival was cancelled. Um, and do we know what happened to people who had tickets for last year's event yeah, Was it carried got, over to this yeah, year or a lot of them were funded. carried over
3: and i think i think that might have been a factor as to why it was sold out so quickly because people already had tickets um, Okay. and you know it was always going to sell out quickly um, and i'm sure there would be processes in place for if it doesn't go ahead and for everyone to you know, either carry their tickets over again or get their money back. So,
2: my other question was so, have they sold tickets based on um, like a full capacity of, of what they'd normally have? What, what was it, 100,000 people? Um, and what do we think restrictions, if any, would be in place? Can you imagine that many people moshing with masks on? And uh. it's just not going to happen, is it? I think you've either got to do it and just have no rules or don't do it.
3: Well, the final, the, the wording of the final July the 12th lifting of restrictions is something like, I can't remember what exactly Majority it is, but it's
2: of restrictions removed or something,
3: isn't it? No, it's, it's, it's all remaining open air events, um, will be allowed to take place as normal or something like that. So right. they okay. are, they're basically saying this is it, you know, this is the, um, the end of it um again with the caveat that we're dependent on what the situation is yeah so we'll have to wait and see i think I everything by saying we have to wait and see yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's just the nature of what we do um just wanted to just highlight a couple of um other things local a couple of local festivals are you listening festival um the excellent art festival which runs at several venues across town looks like it's finally going to go ahead in october and um, details on that website and also i believe there are moves to have a full ready pop festival as well this year although there doesn't seem to have been an announcement so i might be um getting ahead of myself there uh so but fingers crossed things things will be we'll have some festivals and some stuff to enjoy um just a final story we'll be very brief on this one because i know we've got to get a move on there is another hotel in theory coming to reading town center um to replace the derelict is this here is this another plan a different plan or the same plan
3: it's different for the Bristol West Arcade, it, yes. it's a chain. No, it's been it's been submitted in the last few days. Right. Um, the plan they had put in before for it, which forgive me, I can't remember, but was then some which I think I had planning permission, which is, but has now been deemed unsuitable given okay. the current market. I think they want this hotel. Um. Yeah. So I can't forgive me. I can't remember the details of it, but yeah, there's off the top of my head, there's going to be a premiere in where eva's is in hosier street there's planning permission for a hotel in station road where that big derelict building um opposite revolution is um mm-hmm. the second part of uh station hill um the bit that isn't getting built now that the second stage so we're way down the line there's a hotel proposed for there too um, Think so that's four essentially, um, plus a Novotel that's already there. Um, so,
0: I, my my questions are around how many hotels does a town centre need, and B, does this mean that if we get if if the UK and the Republic of Ireland get the twenty thirty World Cup, can we assume that the Medayski will be one of the grounds with all of these hotels?
3: Well, that would be very long term thinking, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, I don't know whether they need any hotels. Um, I... You have to
0: have a certain amount of hotel rooms in your city, in your town or city to host a venue, to be a host venue for the World Cup.
3: Daisuke is too small, isn't
0: it? Oh, you, could, you could stick some... You could go full Brighton and Hove Albion and, and stick some... They could
3: finally put the tea. extra tiers on it that they, they talked yes. about all those years ago. <laughs> um, I don't know whether whether there's too many hotels. Um, it certainly there'd be a lot of criticism if four new hotels got built and then they had to all had to close because no one, um, no one used them. Um, replacing a derelict nightclub with an empty hotel would not be a, uh, not be a shrewd move. Um I don't know. I guess there's some sort of evidence to suggest that there is, yeah. there is a demand. Uh, maybe Reading doesn't have enough hotels. There's what is there? there's, there's the Novotel in the town center and a few others sort of scattered around in Oxford road. And, um, out of town um so yeah people wouldn't want to build hotels if they didn't think there was a desire for them so maybe sure, it's gonna become a tourist destination um i think a lot of people who I, I wonder if part of the thinking is that if people come on holiday to visit london but don't want to stay in hotels in london because they're about 600 pounds a night or whatever they could come to reddit and stay in hotel um and then get the train into london
0: and then pay the rest of that fee on the train
3: yeah yeah true yeah <laughs> but um, um i don't know but if, if we turn out in 10 years time to be on the reading podcast real reading podcast uh episode 1957 um <laughs> and we've got four empty hotels in the town center and i'll be nearly 50 and, <laughs> and um, that'll be uh that'll be another thing to talk about but we have to hope that the powers of be know what they're doing.
0: We I'll be nearly need... 50. <laughs> Which means Rachel will be over 50. <laughs> um, Rachel, I presume that was a whisper in your ear to say, hurry up.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, a little one
0: fine um let's just wrap well, we've got to up.
2: play juggling work and juggling the babies yes. we've got to play tag team on the small person that's all
0: let's just wrap things up then that was the end of our our part one. we'll go straight to part two with the random question um here we go the random question random question time um hey guys um random question i don't know if you've seen this one because i added it a bit late but and this is going to be a rich vein for you to pluck i don't know if you can pluck a vein I, i'm not sure i don't but um what was your fondest memory of school
2: you going first Hugh? uh
3: playing football at the school tennis courts every lunch time Um, it was a kind of a ritual. There were two teams that were always the same, um, slightly different friendship groups. Um, And it was fiercely competitive. Everyone got really smelly, which meant we stunk (laughs) for the rest of the day. Um, It's a very fond memory I have. And when we eventually finished school in year 11, the last game um, was extremely emotional. I scored. (laughs) Oh, I scored in the last game, which I was very, very pleased with. Um, and we all got told off because uh, it was next goal wins. The school bell went. <laughs> and the next goal took about probably at least 15 minutes after the bell. And it <laughs> became, became more and more frantic. And we were all there. And then uh, I can't remember if someone, one of the teachers came out and, and saw us and made us go back inside on our last ever day at school or oh. <laughs> whether we just, whether we just uh, carried on. I can't remember who scored the winning goal. Um, but uh all which team won. But um I scored. So I had my moment and um it was yeah, it's very very fond memories of well, I was always rubbish at football, but you know, scored a goal. So that was alright.
2: <laughs> and there's me assuming he would have just gone Ricky Whittle.
0: Yeah, I just assumed he'd go straight down the Whittle street. <laughs>
3: he was really, really good at football. <laughs> I think he plays it. He's one of these. He's, he's one of these celebs who plays in these, these charity games all yeah. the time. And, Cause he's really good. But you know, he's, he's old now. He must be. Uh, same
1: well, age he, as you. He's a lot older.
3: He's, a lot, he's, th- he's three years older than me, but not, that's not what his Wikipedia page said the last time I looked at it. <laughs> Controversial. Unless, unless he was so clever, he got put up three years at school. <laughs> Yeah. Get your lawyers on that.
2: (laughs) Right. Oh, um, I'm gonna throw uh, like school trips in there. Um so probably the two main ones that I did at secondary school was Kilvrew. Did either of you go to Kilvrew? In South Wales. It's um sort of one of those outdoor pursuit type um, trips that they did so we did all uh caving and abseiling and um you know night orienteering and stuff like that and it was oh I nearly did a swear then um it was blooming brilliant and uh yeah we had an excellent time um probably the first and only time I've done many of those things <laughs> Like sailing, but uh, there you go. And wear a wetsuit. In fact, I haven't attempted that again. It wouldn't wouldn't be pretty. um And then the other one was the French Exchange. That was that was pretty good as well. And then uh, I mean, it's a bit cheesy, but just my, the friends that I made at school who who are still some of my best friends to this day. So
0: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. your schoolmates are your best mates. That's one they are. life life learnings i have
2: yep and they used to come every morning because my house was like the last one on the sort of round trip of everybody walking up to school ours was the last one so everyone used to come and congregate at my house in the morning i was always the last one I was always late even though i lived about 100 meters from the school
3: that is a rule people who live closer to school were always late
2: Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's literally two hundred metres from my front door and I was never ready when they arrived for me in the mornings. It's because the afro takes so much maintenance. Yeah. I was still <laughs> attempting to brush it while they are they're arriving. But yeah, I have got I have good memories of secondary school. I know a lot of people don't, but um Yes. I, I, I loved it secondary school. Right. It
0: was great. It was great. I had a I had a great time. Um, it was just you know, it's growing up, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. Shall we? Let, let's call it. That's it. That's it for today. That's it. Absolutely done. Um, was a pleasure, um, fellas. Indeed, and and to you. Um, if anybody likes to get in touch with us, here's Jeremy with how you can
1: get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod, and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading
0: Podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. Um... Do feel free to join us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Real Reading Pod. Um, if you have a moment, give us a, please give us a rating and a review on your podcast app. Uh, we'll be back next week for more Readingy podcast goodness.
3: Bye. 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 Bye.
1: You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast.